0: Yo, what's okay? up, bro? My audio sound okay? Yeah, you sound good, bro. Can you uh, hear me straight? Oh yeah, yeah. Hey, man. So, hold up, man. Let me make sure everything, I got everything straight. All right. Hey, uh, Hey, uh you on you on headphones or are you in your uh are you just talking through your phone?
1: Just through my phone.
0: Ah, uh, facts, facts, yeah. But if you can bring it a little closer. Uh how about here? Yeah, that's perfect. That's perfect. Right. That, right. It's not too loud on my end, is it? Nope, you're good. All right, all right. Look, hey, we got SB in here on the iron mic. Honestly, really? You're probably one of the smartest, smartest dudes I know. Not just going about, you know, book shit and stuff like that, but, like, just the stuff how you talk on your story and you respond to all these questions, you know, like, that's that's all I'm gonna say about you. You know, we already know. Like when y'all hear this dude talk, I mean, other than his voice, how much he know, you would think he was a little puny guy, but this dude is really a giant. So go ahead, uh, Sean Rashawn Brown, full name. Let me hear about you, man. Let me tell me about you, bro. SB.
1: Yeah, can can you hear me? Did I, did
0: I go out? Yeah, you went out for a second, but I can hear you now.
1: Oh, sweet. Yeah, I was saying, uh, <laughs> that was a, a great uh, introduction. I might need to have you follow me around and do that a couple of times <laughs> in some other places. So thank you for that, man. But um, yeah, my name is uh, Rashawn Brown. Uh, most of my friends call me Sean, and I go by SB. Um, born and raised in uh, New York, Long Island, and Queens for the most part. Um,
0: oh, so so, you understand where I'm coming from with this, like Iron Mike, uh, you know the old school Wu Tang. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. As soon
1: as I saw the name, I was like, "Yo, that is that is dope." That is yeah, dope. That's <laughs> solid take there. Um, what else do you got? Born to Jamaican immigrants, both of my parents came over here. Um, late teens, early twenties. Uh, let's see, youngest of five boys, all boys in the, all boys in the family.
0: And are you the biggest?
1: I'm not, actually. I'm the tallest. I'm the tallest, but I'm not the biggest. Uh, uh, One of my brothers, like, used to compete back in the day, and uh um, they really got me into working out in the first place. Facts, facts.
0: Yeah, this, this dude got arms. (laughs) Arms for days. Arms for days, bro. Arms for days. So, Uh, dang. So yep. how, wait, so you were from you were from New York, but yeah. you went to state Winston Salem State, obviously. Mm-hmm. They got another uh, Winston alumni on here, but so wait, how did you? Uh, how did you get to state?
1: Uh, my dad's job relocated. It was my my freshman year of college, and I was actually in film school at the time. I went to school for film originally, um, and I was still in New York. They had moved to North Carolina. Um, I'm there. I'm the youngest, like I said, so the rest of my brothers, like, moved on and have families. So I was the only one that really could move down there with them. I didn't want them to be in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. On. So I just started looking at schools in North Carolina, and I started at a community college. But the, uh, the culture shock was insane. I knew, I knew nothing of HBCUs at the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I remember at this community college, the first day I was there. Uh, What's,
0: what community college?
1: Uh, Guilford Tech Community College. My, my oh, Guilford, Greensboro, was, word. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. First day first day of class, a guy rolled up in a pickup truck with like a dead deer on the actual like bed of the truck with the Yo. gun in there. And I'm coming from I'm coming from New York. I'm like, what what is yeah. what is down
0: happening? south? Yeah. <laughs>
1: so then I started looking at schools and the like other schools around and that's when I found out about HBCUs.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: and it was between A and T and Winston Salem State. What
0: so you so you didn't know about HBCUs till you was basically like 20?
1: Yep, never heard of it. Never heard of it. So So
0: there's not an HBCU up north?
1: uh, I'm sure there are probably a few, but um, I'm actually the first Mm -hmm. in my family to go to college,
0: um, Uh, especially in the States. My parents mm -hmm. went to
1: college. None of my brothers graduated. um, So, like, it was all kind of like a trial by fire, learn as you go type thing. I didn't even know what a credit was my first day of college. Dang. Yeah, like, I learned it all, like, on the fly. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and when I found out about the HBCUs, like I said, it was between those two. And A&T had just lost their accreditation that year for nursing, which is what I was mm-hmm. over to. And then I just lucked out and got into Winston-Salem State
0: and, you know, loved it there. Uh, so you, uh, what was your major before, you know, you switched over to the nursing? Uh, I started in... Hold on. You said you started in what? hello yeah i can hear you now
1: oh okay Okay. when the phone locks it cuts the mic off okay yeah Uh, so i started out in film actually Uh, Mm um when i first was going to college i was going to try to play sports there um Mm -hmm. and then i wasn't able to do that for numerous reasons and just kind of didn't know what else i wanted to do in school in the first place um didn't have like the best guidance at the time and was just entirely lost essentially, and I just picked film because I was a fan of photography at the time and wanted something fun to do, uh, that mm-hmm. was creative. And then eventually, I switched over to nursing from that.
0: That, that, like, really, bro, that you know, people switching over to a major, you know, just a random major, kind of, but I don't know if it's random for you, but you know, nursing <laughs> that's the last major somebody is just gonna, hey, <laughs> no. I'm gonna just. I'ma just like, especially as a black male, bro. Like,
1: no, absolutely, absolutely. That's the last
0: of... major you're gonna like pick up, especially going to Winston. Especially how good of our program is. You know, that can be like it was people. It, that major discouraged a lot of people. Yeah. You know. How so? What What made you get into under nursing? Like,
1: um, I had a few um, kind of like sort of epiphanies as I was researching majors and things like that. The mm-hmm. yeah, first thing I really wanted to do was find a job where I felt like I'd be talented enough at it to enjoy it and I could make a livable wage with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I wanted to look for something where I could get a degree that would cost less, less than my expected first year salary. If that makes sense.
0: Dang. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. God.
1: But, like I didn't want to have a, a job where I can make, for, you know, just throw out random number like fifty k, but the degree cost me ninety thousand dollars to get. Yeah,
0: I'm end up facts. in
1: those type of situations. So, uh, like I said, lucked out with Mr. Salem State. Uh, all the numbers added up the way I liked, and you know, just never looked back. I really lucked into it. So it's a it's a very slept on field for sure.
0: Mm mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely is. You know, and it's like going by you, uh, so you you and Miles, y'all. I know it's probably more male nurses, but y'all pretty known just because like being it's hard man like I salute you doing that and getting into that and I just because the work you know that I couldn't even imagine half the stuff y'all y'all go through you know that I don't know man that I salute you that's all I can say that's all I I can say and then bro like you are not just a smart guy at the bus like you know you be talking about hella stuff you know uh finance like mm-hmm. what? What is like? Cause you t- you're, sound like you're good with money. Like from.
1: It's definitely been a process. I think um, it really kicked in post grad. I had a lot of us have issues when we just get out of college, like that post graduation mm-hmm. period. And one of the reasons for that is for the last, you know, I graduated college finally when I was twenty three or twenty four. I want to say. Mm-hmm. So, for 24 years of my life, my entire life was structured around the framework of, like, education. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, ex- I explained to my friends, kind of like the, the PTSD you hear with prisoners when they get out of jail. It's like, they have issues, but no one's telling them, like, when to do certain things all the time. Like, that freedom is almost yeah. terrifying to some people. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one of the things I had to do and had to start looking at it was, it's not that I'm done learning, because, you know, in life, you're always, you're, you're always going yep. to learn, hopefully. Yep. just that now I get to choose the classes and learn at my own pace.
0: Yo. So
1: I sat down one day and said, well, what are the things that I, I need to learn that, that I haven't already begun learning? And finance was a big one of that. Um, so, and information is out there everywhere. You know, there's podcasts, yeah. there's YouTube channels. Uh, it so is. I just got into the habit of one of the big things was I stopped listening to rap music outside of the gym.
0: Like, from just, like, in the car. What? Yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, that's that's reasonable. I thought you was about to just say, like, only listen to rap in the gym. So, wait, wait, are, is that what you mean?
1: Yeah, like, I stopped listening to rap music outside of the gym.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: or, like, Dang. a car ride to the gym. And I, I got right. to the point where I was like, if I'm listening to something, if it's going to be an audio platform,
0: mm-hmm. I did
1: spend more time listening to things that are
0: productive and helpful. Yeah. Um, that, yeah, that, That's that's understandable because... You know, know, uh, honestly, almost everybody, especially when you're in school, you're walking across campus listening to rap, in your room listening to rap while doing work. Mm -hmm. You know, go somewhere, it's rap being played. Yeah. Just, it's music being played everywhere, but, you know, it maybe stimulates another part of your mind. Like, even if they're talking about nothing, they're talking about something that you haven't heard of before, you know?
1: Right, for sure. Like, so... I spoke with my friends, because I, I spend a lot of time reading now, and my friends will tell me that they don't like reading, and I'll, I'll show them, like, yes, you do, you just like reading social media. That's all you're doing on social media. You're wow. Still,
0: yo, yo, wow. <laughs> Dang, yeah, that's true. Reading.
1: So it got to the point where it was like, I'm still going to listen to something, but why mm-hmm. like, have it be productive, you know?
0: Kind of yeah, like everything,
1: that... like, you're, you're going to spend you're probably spending four hours a day reading just on social media alone. Why not take 30 minutes of that to read? Yeah, done?
0: facts, because when you get that screen time, that screen time message on Sunday, you're like...
1: <laughs> Them hours come out of nowhere. Yeah,
0: you're like, what <laughs> like, the... Like, bro, I got to get off my phone. You're like, damn. You're like, damn, really? Like, <laughs> sure. And that don't even count the time you're looking at TV. Yeah, you know, so. so that's, that's where understandable. The,
1: that's where the finance came in. Like, that was one of the mm-hmm. first, like, big things after I graduated where I was like, I need to... Continue educating myself. What's now that I have the option to pick where I'm not being forced to take like a, like not to say it's not unnecessary, but like I'm not being forced yeah. to a random nutrition class.
0: So mm-hmm.
1: if the time I would have spent in a class I didn't care for before, what am I going to now fill that with?
0: That can yeah, fun? that yeah, that's interesting right there, bro. I don't, I don't, I try to you know I cut my time down on more of, uh, uh, I say maybe watching TV. Mm-hmm like you, it's 2021 nobody really watches you know flips through the guy we more of have a show or something
1: yeah you, but, got, you got yeah youtube netflix all the other stuff yeah sites.
0: i'm a more of like a uh i'm more of a cuz while i wanted to start a podcast cuz i listen to a lot of them too but i'm more of like a uh a joe rogan listener you okay. know like everybody a lot of people listen to him but i try to listen to his uh what can I say? People that's not known. You yeah. know, he has people on there you probably never heard of in your life. But he also has people on there you've heard of before. So I try to listen to more people who's pretty smart I've never heard of. You know, and they, they be talking about some interesting stuff on there. They be talking about a lot of interesting stuff, their beliefs. You know, it's it's good to hear hear other people talk about anything, man. And that's good. So you are finance. You went to a year in the, 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 the stocks and stuff, too. Did you learn that on your own?
1: Uh, for the most part, yeah. My um, my dad had some experience with it. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, when I really started to get good at it, I had to learn it on my own. That's one of those things that, like, you can't force or push someone to get into. They have to, like, really get into it when they're ready to follow through. Yeah. Kind of like weightless. Yeah. That's true. Ready, you'll, you'll seek it out, and you'll want to get good at it.
0: Yeah, that's true. And... Damn, we didn't. I didn't even talk about it, but bro, like how I don't even know how we met. Like, I kind of do, but then again, I don't. It's like that average gym bro meeting, you know. Like, <laughs> hey, can you spot me? Yeah. And then, you know, you like, dang, you find you see him on social media, you're like, oh, that's the dude that being a gym, yeah. you know. And then next thing you know, we just chop it up every time we uh we see each other and stuff, you know. But... That was probably like that was probably when we both used to be in U-reg. That was probably like what twenty nineteen, like
1: before then because I graduated eighteen. So
0: damn wait, that was
1: had what to be the... seventeen. Had to be seventeen or sixteen.
0: Oh my gosh, yeah. I so been
1: doing each other for a while, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, I didn't even think it would been that long, but I thought it's been like you know two and a half years at most. I didn't think yep. it's been that long. Crazy Angst. how time goes, man. <laughs> yeah, that yeah, that's crazy. I just remember like seeing you in there, you know, doing your thing. Like, God dang, this dude big as fuck. Like, I'm like, yo, <laughs> I'm like, bro, this nigga. I'm trying to get on this dude level. But you, uh, you enjoy your time at state. Uh, you enjoy the HBCU. Absolutely. Let's get
1: on that real quick. Just on, like how we mm-hmm. met. Um, one thing that I always like to take note of when I'm in the gym or mm-hmm. like who well, I see constantly, right?
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs>
1: If I'm seeing you a lot in the gym, and I know I'm in the gym a lot, that means you're also in the gym a lot. Yeah. And I like to pay attention to the people who are in the gym as much as me, but they're nowhere near as big as me, because those are the guys that are going to blow up eventually.
0: Yeah. So it's
1: almost <laughs> like it, it keeps you on your toes, because you'll start yep. now, too. It's like you see people who came in and they were, you know, 10, 15 pounds lighter. Yeah. You know, now they're catching up. Now they don't need spots when they used to go to Yeah. Spots. Like, man, Facts. I got to keep working because these, yeah. these these guys that are younger than me, they're gonna.
0: Yup. Yeah. They're, <laughs> they're
1: trying to take away everything that I could have, you know, sat here and worked through. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. So you, you're one
1: of those people that you know always kept pushing me. Like I I remember watching, I think I was there the first time you benched three plates.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm like, yo, I remember him with a plate and a quarter. Like I remember, yeah. what it like. like I remember what it looked yeah. like. He would put a plate and a quarter on, and now he's yo.
0: got. That's crazy. I got to do something. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yep. Yep, bro. Yep. Like you so as just much like you
1: look at me and think I'm big. I'm looking at you and I'm I'm equally as impressed. So, you know. Yeah. Like, I thank you for that
0: motivation. Res- respect, bro. Respect. And that's the thing, bro. Like I see like I don't even know how to explain it. It's you <laughs> and a few other dudes who graduated before me. I don't like I I you basically say look up to, you know? Like mm-hmm. I had Tom's where I would be like, man, like, I was using the gym as a as my headspace to get my headspace straight, you know? Sure. But I would see people in there like maybe you, uh, Josh, you know, all the people that was older than me that was in UREC that graduated before me, you know, yep. and I seen them graduate, you know, I'm just like, like, dang, I got to get out of here. You know, like, it's crazy. It's crazy when I had, because, like, as, as, as I was getting older, I seen y'all leaving. So I was like, bro, like, and then I became like the old head in there, Yeah, <laughs> you know? So I'm like, yeah, I, I got to, yeah, I'm like, I got to get out of here, bro. Like, I got to get out of here on the good, on the good thing, though. You know, like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: this because I'm, I'm the oldest, too. Mm-hmm. I, well, I'm the oldest, but I'm the first to graduate college, obviously, mm-hmm. since I'm the oldest. But site mm-hmm. like, and then hearing your perspective is you being the youngest and none of your brothers graduated. But I'm the oldest and I graduated. So, like, you, said that- you still, yeah, setting an example, but you know how I, it's hard to do it. And you did it with not seeing the obviously they have families can be successful without school, but you're like, all right. And you still went on ahead and did it, especially moving to another state. That's hard to do.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's,
0: that's hard to do right there, bro. That's hard to do. So, you, uh, we, what, like, what you, I know you're a nurse, but like your nursing is like, like weird. Like you're everywhere. It seems like, like yeah.
1: So uh, with so this year for the last year, I started doing uh, travel nursing. Which mm-hmm. is, like, one of the one of the better options that nursing as a career field offers people. So um, uh, my specialties have mainly been trauma and neurology, uh, but I have worked in some COVID ICUs. And I'm uh, mm-hmm. currently in St. Louis, Michigan. I've been here for quite a little bit. So, uh, like, I'm traveling at the moment. I'm hoping to get another two or three years
0: out of it, per se, and then figure out where to mm-hmm. go from there. So, so a travel nursing, do you just – are you in a pool of people and you serve your time somewhere and you just pick somewhere else to go? Uh, kind of. Uh, the way
1: it works, essentially, is you sign up with a travel agency. and. Oh multiple hospitals throughout the country essentially say, hey, we need some help sooner than later. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get to pick out of all the hospitals that are saying they need help. Uh, if you, if your skill and competence qualifies, you can just say, all right, I'm going to go here. Uh, it's typically about three months per contract, per
0: agreement. Mm-hmm.
1: And if they still need you, you get to stay. And uh, if, you don't, if they don't need you or you don't like the place, you get to leave.
0: Dang. Yeah. That so basically sounds like, wow, that sounds like basically the Army, but you're in a nursing you get to do what yeah, you want for really for sure dang, dang see bro that's like I'm thinking y'all i I never heard well, I've heard of a travel nurse, but I didn't think it was you know that efficient and that good of a process you know that's yeah that's that sounds cool right there you you got uh any you got goals of going back to school uh
1: i'm I'm thinking about it but it uh depends on how long I do this and a couple of other things but mm-hmm. it's definitely on the plate uh probably back at Winston too if all things work out well uh
0: word word divide that that's what i'm like bro that's a major decision deciding to go back to school like that shit crossed my mind you know i'm down for a while but that shit crossed my mind you know that'll be something effective even though i really hate school Mm -hmm. i'm just like it seems like it's making me confined to be like hey just go ahead and Knock that second degree out. It'd only be two years of your life, you know. I'm twenty, twenty-three. I'll be twenty-five when I have. I'll be twenty-five if I did it right now, you know. Yeah. And I could have two degrees, like you know. I'm. I'm seeing people that maybe you graduated, I graduated. They. They just secured their second degree, you know. I'm yeah. like, I'm like, dang, bro, like, like shit. You secured that second one during COVID. That's hard, right there. Oh,
1: absolutely. I can't imagine. As long as you have the uh, the proper reasons, and like you've done the, the math to a reasonable extent. Like, going back to school suits people, mm-hmm. I, you know, absolutely go ahead for it, especially while you're younger. Um, I think it's just important to make sure you're not going back to school
0: because you're
1: so unfamiliar without that framework that's. Oh,
0: yeah. So, like, it's like,
1: yeah, dad. to go back because that's what you've known for most of your life. And yeah, it
0: makes as much sense
1: as you would hope when it's all said yeah. and done. Even well, though reasons and you've done some of the math, I think it's a smart decision to do.
0: Yeah. Like when you think about it, even though we hate school, like, well, not everybody, but a lot of people hate school, but they feel the need to go back because it keeps them like uh maybe a constant schedule and they know they're working towards something.
1: You dislike so, it, but it's the devil, you know, as opposed yeah. to the outside world being the devil that you don't.
0: Yeah. Facts. And it's crazy where like the longer you escape from that twenty, twenty one to 23 age the stuff that was normal isn't normal for for us no more bro like sure. but the stuff that isn't the stuff that wasn't normal for us is starting to become normal like you know we talk about a lot of people having kids like we're getting older now you know kids should be normal like it seems like it should be normal once we're like 26 27 you know like Basically, everybody might have a kid. You know what I'm saying? For sure, yeah. yeah. But this bro, like, everything is starting to switch ways on us, bro. Everything is starting to switch ways on us. It's only a matter of time till I don't. I don't know. I, you see, you see, like, you seen that Jeff Jeff Bezos? You see what he did this week? What do you think about that?
1: I think I think it's brilliant. Essentially, what's happened is. Mm-hmm the richest people in the country have found a way to hide what should be their tax money um, because cool. they think that they can spend it better than the government can
0: essentially,
1: mm-hmm. or, or oh. use it to a better benefit than the government can. So they're, they're hoarding that money. And mm-hmm. one of the things that they've figured out to do is going to be space aviation.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: I didn't like the flights that they ran because they're going to the, the edge of space. They're not like deep yeah. space. Like if you can sell that, if that's a market that you can sell to the more rich people in our country, there's more money to be made there, and that's always their goal, you know. Yeah. The most money in this country to be made be made servicing the wealthy of the country, so they're Facts. just trying to find new ways to service that wealthy population.
0: Yeah, I'm like when they did it, like I seen apparently it was like a million something per minute. I just, it's just crazy to me that stuff like that is happening. When it's other stuff that could be serviced to to Americans, you know, like like the food shortage, the mm. education system. Mm. I I don't even want to get started on the education system, bro, because that yeah, that's, is that's a tough one. That's a tough one, bro. That's a sick place, bro. Like how the America treats teachers, how they put so much effort into. You need a, a high school be, to be a high school graduate. You need a college degree. How they treat the grade levels, of teachers, bro, is. It's sick, man. It's sick.
1: Yeah. Even the, you know, the rising cost of college, even though there's
0: no new right, yeah.
1: benefits to it to justify the rise of prices in most cases, like even yeah, that
0: self And I believe, I believe everybody should have it. Like as soon as you, if you graduate high school, I think your reward should honestly be uh, your first semester of college is free. And, you decide from there if you want to continue and then you start rolling in financial aid and stuff you know like everybody is like everybody like bro like say you got a, a school of 100 people right
1: mm-hmm.
0: everybody graduate you know they obviously got to apply for colleges the better your grades are the better your colleges but say everybody uh essentially gets one free semester of college like nothing to their name. They just get that one semester to decide if this is what I want to end up doing, put money into, put debt into my name, you know, and go ahead and get me a degree. Are they like, hey, this not, bro, because how many people, you know, came and like fucked off and just have debt for no reason for after one, one or two years of college. Way too late. Exactly. And then that can be solved by, I don't think one free semester for freshmen would be that bad you know that'll also give them a chance to say all right you're going to be with your uh financial aid advisors we're going to get this process done while you're here in person you know like that would help a lot of a lot of situations but i mean we'll see but that's why i'm an education major if, if i get hired in the school while i'm down for a while i'm gonna try to get more people in man that's that's my number one goal you know for is to help the younger people
1: yeah that would, that would be beautiful that would definitely be beautiful you
0: you mentor too, don't you
1: i do yeah um it started uh i used to play basketball like i as i mentioned earlier um and when I had to stop playing basketball it was, it was really hard to to cope with mm-hmm. One of the first things that one of the um therapists I was working with at the time recommended was to begin coaching basketball just to kind of still scratch that itch in a, in a, mm-hmm. um, and then one day after camp, I, it was at a church. It was, it was something called upward basketball. It's a church driven Christian.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I heard of that. I heard
0: of that before. Yeah. I mean.
1: So one day after, after class, a kid comes up to me at class, after practice, he comes up to me. Um, this is, let's see, this is fifth and sixth grade boys at the time.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And he says, coach, coach Sean, I, I think I might be gay and I don't know how to tell my parents.
0: In the fifth grade?
1: In, in the I think he was in the sixth grade. Dang. I think I might be gay, and I don't know. That's that.
0: some deep shit to get told, and I mean, it that's is. just... And like... that's the
1: first time that I, I think I kind of realized, like, I, I have a certain level of, of influence over these mm-hmm. kids. I need to, A, manage responsibly, but B, mm-hmm. <laughs> I should probably better myself to be prepared to answer these questions and assist these kids with these things. So
0: yeah, I, I won't get into
1: what we discussed, but we got yeah and i think it helped his uh like his outcome with that conversation with his parents and then more mm-hmm. kids from then uh would like to come to me and ask me things they weren't comfortable speaking to their parents with and it kind of started from there i'll just take a couple guys and i'd say you know hey practice is over um but if anyone wants to go we can grab some you know some ice cream or something around the corner and we can sit and mm-hmm. talk for a while
0: and i had Dang. kids hang out just to like talk and ask questions
1: and things like that and that's kind of that's where it started that's where it started essentially.
0: yeah that's 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 some real shit right there, cause shit, like, honestly, somebody tell uh, a kid tell me that, I'm gonna be like, man, like I don't know, like, <laughs> right. I, like that's I can handle, yeah, bro. The- I can handle, I can handle any other situation, but that situation I'd be like, hey man, I I I have to point them to somebody who I would feel could talk to them better than me, you know?
1: Right, which is a smart thing to do, mm-hmm. so, you know. Not over if you know you're competent in certain areas, you know,
0: mm-hmm. those areas to the best of your ability. That's that's what I was, yeah, yeah, true. See, bro, you're a damn a j- jack of all trades, bro. Like, god, yeah, yeah, jack of all trades, bro. Like, what there is, there, like, what else? So, out of all these things, what is like the most important? Like, what is your end goal? Like, if you was like to die in five years, yeah. what is it that you would want people to know the most about you?
1: Know the most about me.
0: Or right, not? Not know the most about you. Like, uh, let me think. Mm, I don't want to say know the most about you, but what if they say, "Hey, you know SB." they'll be like oh yeah the dude that you know what i'm saying
1: for sure yeah um i would like like, like impact per, per se mm-hmm. uh, i've always said that the people that spend a meaningful amount of time with me and get to know me truly i i want their existence to have made better to have been made better by my presence in their lives because there, mm-hmm. there are people who won't know me long and well and I can't I can't say how they'll interpret me, but you know if you've been my friends for enough time and we've had enough conversations, and spent time together. If you if you look back on our time spent together, I would have wanted to have been um, helpful to you and you know to leave you with a, a kind feeling afterwards. I would think that would be the biggest thing. Yeah,
0: nah, I, I believe it. I believe it because like the stuff you do on your questions. If y'all don't follow him, his uh, Instagram name SB Nurse. Literally, what I Sorry. SB. Letter S, letter B, and the spelling nurse. The nurse. Yeah, the nurse. Yeah, the nurse. All right, S B the nurse. I'm gonna put it in a, a description and stuff. But like your questions on Instagram, bro. I'm like, I don't even be knowing if these people know you. I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, bro. I don't even feel comfortable asking somebody this or, you know, like, like what? Like I I know, but you're a good like. That's what I'm saying. That kid came to you. So obviously you have that impact where people can be like, all right, next time I see Nurse ask some put question box on Instagram, I'm going to be like, hey, I'm about to put this question in there and get his input on it. Yeah. That's, that's real, bro. That...
1: It, it means a lot to me as well. I had someone, um, a, close, a close friend of mine, I would say, it's been about two years now. Uh, one day he told me, y- you don't know it, but we had a talk in the library one day. Um, when I had planned out how to kill myself, and I don't even remember what I particularly said to him mm-hmm. after after our talk, I started to doubt it, and then I, I've never seriously considered it since that night that we had. Wow. I just, I just always try to, you know,
0: mm-hmm. I don't
1: know what people are going through. Um, bro, yeah, that's but, true,
0: bro. Yup.
1: You know, yeah. I just, you know, try to be able to help out as many people as I can in, in some way, you know.
0: Dang, I that. Got- Wow, bro. That's why, yeah. You really don't know what somebody is going through. You really don't. Like, I mean, I'm a, I'm a pretty good dude. I'm a pretty chill person. But, you know, like I could sometimes I will misread people. And but I could see like if, if somebody's like maybe struggling on the inside, but you just you're just that dude, man. You're just that dude. You're just that dude. But hey, that <laughs> I'm a, I'm gonna say this to the viewers of this. Look. If you're a male and he comes in, he has to give you an IV, you're going to be like, hey, get the fuck out of my room. Hey, get out of my room, bro. Get out of my room. You're a female. You might like it. But a male will be like, hey, like I get surgery. I get surgery this Monday. And I promise you, a dude coming in like you will be like, hey, let me uh grab your arm, put this needle. I'm going to be like, nah, bro. I'll be like, bring me some gentle women hands in here. Bro. Be like, bring me some gentle women
1: um, in school, I always thought I wanted to work in pediatrics, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I had my first pediatric rotation, I started to you realize. Time, time I started to realize for the first time how uncomfortable people were with their small children around me, right? For multiple reasons, but still.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and then we switched it up one week, and I had a pediatric ICU rotation, and I started to notice like the more, essentially, the more sick people are, the more thankful they're just happy. Mm-hmm are just to have someone there yeah so i ended up going the icu route overall so i don't deal with it as much as I as i probably would if i wasn't in the icu but i, I do still get it here and there like <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that like bro what like what is a crazy story you know you might have had in uh in your field a professional
1: i've got a great one obviously i can't you know say too yeah. much to avoid trouble but it's, it's a halloween story True story. And <laughs> I, I tell everyone, interpret it how you feel the need to interpret it. Um, so, without giving too much away, uh, I'm in the trauma ICU at this time. Uh, so, most of our patients are bad car accidents, bad gunshot wounds, freak accidents, factory accidents, domestic, mm-hmm. things of that nature. Um, we were getting a car accident that was on the way in. Um, it was a middle aged person, uh, car flipped over. All we know at the time is that car flipped over, police showed up to the scene and found cocaine in the car. And as they're approaching, the individual steps out of the. I can say it's a guy. I can say it's a guy at least. The guy steps out of the car um, and holds like a knife up to the police. And then they find that there's a woman in the car being held hostage. What the that's all we know, right? <laughs> God. So I'm like, yeah. all right, I don't know what to expect when this, uh, when this guy gets to me. So mm-hmm. uh, he gets to me, and he's a relatively chill, semen guy, especially for the night that he had, and we built up a type of rapport. Um, and I eventually just asked him, like, I, I got to know, like, what-, what happened tonight, man? Like, what? <laughs> oh, my God. You know, like, he seems like he was in that mood to talk. I used yeah. to cry, but he seemed like he did talk. So I asked him, and he says, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And I'm like, I deal with a lot. You'd have no idea. Lay it on me, brother. You know. <laughs> and, and, and he goes on to tell me that uh, about a year ago, God gifted him the sights to see demons that walk amongst men. <laughs> he says, I'll look at them and I'll see their normal face. And if I just look at them for about 10 seconds or so, I'll start mm-hmm. to change into their true demon face. What? Right. And, and he goes on to say, i drive past a certain place after work every day, and I would always see this woman on the street. And the more I would stare at her, I would see her demon face. And the Lord put it in me to remove this demon from the planet. Oh, my gosh. he so picked up this woman. She was a sex worker at the time. Um, and, you know, he's going to pay for services. And he, he takes a different route. She's familiar with the area more than he realized. And he takes, a, like, a wrong turn and he says she started freaking out and mumbling some gibberish, and without him turning the steering wheel, the car flipped over. He lost control of the car, and the car flipped over. What? When the police came, so when they came, he was thinking of still harming this woman, and then came out of the car and was trying to explain to the police that she is a demon, and (laughs) hence his (laughs) ICU trip with me. God. He was fine overall. He had a few broken ribs from the car accident, but nothing uh, too severe golly so, right i'm like yo that is a insane story like this guy probably needs to speak with a you know some sort of mental health specialist
0: definitely definitely About an
1: hour later he he gets a visitor mm-hmm. and we hadn't been able to notify any relatives yet so i have no idea who could be out there so i go out there to you know talk to the person there's usually like a mm-hmm like a speech i prepared before I walk people in, after I confirm who they are and check with the person, if it's okay for them to come in. And I'm speaking to this woman and I go, well, how do you know the guy? And she says, I was in the car with him tonight. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I need to hear. (laughs) I don't mean to pry. You know, she didn't seem too hysterical or too, you know, bent out of shape. So I'm like, what what happened tonight? You know, Um, Mm -hmm. he looks me in my face. And she says, you wouldn't believe me if I told you. And I'm like, now I need to know how this goes. Now I need to know how this goes. This isn't optional anymore. And she goes, "Um, I practice witchcraft. And this gentleman picks me up. Right, right. (laughs) Why? I I practice witchcraft. I know it sounds insane, but I've been doing it for probably about six months now. And this uh, gentleman picked me up. And at some point during the ride, I felt very unsafe. He said he was going somewhere, and it didn't feel like we were going there. So I did a spell to make the car flip over.
0: Oh. oh. And I'm like,
1: you know, in my head, I'm like, this is insane that their stories even partially line up. So I go, all right, uh, I just want to get some information down, because I don't know if anyone's been in touch with you yet. Mm-hmm. I turn around and walk maybe five feet to grab some pen and paper to get her information. And when I go back, I hadn't been gone long at all. She's gone. And there's a long hallway. It's not like she was hiding in could have oh. the long hallway.
0: Yo. and
1: legit was gone and i just looked and i was like you know what don't have time for this tonight i got too much to do i'm just gonna <laughs> i'm just gonna keep it pushing but yeah that, that's a wall of it for sure
0: and this happened on halloween
1: it happens uh the night after definitely around oh halloween i think it was stay day off it was, it was that season for sure
0: Oh, I'm like, you know what? Goodness. I
1: don't have time tonight. I don't know if there's drugs involved. There, could, you know, there could be a, a simpler explanation to this, and I don't care to chase this rabbit down this hole. Hey,
0: right. on me, bro. Nah, <laughs> that's just nothing, nothing to chase. I hey, why, why is, to hey, that's that's, that's
1: probably p- one of my better, better
0: nursing stories so far. Hey, that's what I'm saying. Hey, look, man. You know, black people—they're like, nah. I'ma just let that go. I'ma just let that go. <laughs> You know, somebody else have been like, let me get to the bottom of this. No, nope, yep, no, nope, no, more <laughs> investigating.
1: I'm good. Yeah. I, get to the... I didn't go looking for her. I was like, all
0: right, all right. <laughs> Yeah, get to the bottom of it if you want, bro. Get to the bottom of it if you want, man.
1: Oh man.
0: Hey, that this was a good talk though with you, bro. I need I'ma need you to uh one thing I'ma need from you, man. Yeah. Like I really would like to for you to maybe Start something, bro, because you be talking meaningful, man. Like, I'm gonna go back and listen to this and stuff, Mm -hmm. but I know a lot of people will learn stuff from you because I learn stuff. Like, bro, we didn't, all I did was slide up on your story and say lol about your arms, and then we got into a fucking conversation about something, you know? Like, yeah, for sure. And that always happened between us, like, but I believe a lot of people will learn something from you. Like, you're one of those guys who could talk. For 20 or 30 minutes by himself, yeah. and people will people will get something from it. I like talk I'm good with talking with other people and getting stuff out of them and them getting stuff out of me. But I can't talk and by myself and have meaning behind it. I feel like you're a person who truly is like that, that has meaning behind everything they say, especially <laughs> if they're talking by themselves, or if you did. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I do appreciate that. Uh, and, yeah, this has been a, a great talk. Feel free to have me back whenever. Um, oh,
0: yeah.
1: I definitely I have thought uh, about uh, starting something one day. I just don't I, – I don't know how um, – what's the correct way to say it? I think we've reached a point as a culture where if someone disagrees with you on enough things, uh, it, yeah. becomes, it becomes dangerous to what you do, you know?
0: Oh, yeah, and yeah. With
1: my profession, I don't know what I can say that might set enough people and all mm. the takes to call and,
0: oh, and yeah. there's some people
1: on me. You know, I don't want to put anything that I'm currently doing in jeopardy. So yeah, I, facts. I, I've told all – because you have this. Uh, I I'm sure you know Mike. Yep. Guys,
0: that's
1: his own platform. And I, I'll tell you guys all the time, feel free to use me as you know, uh, a resource whenever you need be. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh,
1: I'll, always, I'll always be there to support you guys.
0: All right, uh, that's a bet, man. Wow, I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even think about that, but.
1: Yeah, yeah. man, it's terrifying, man. I was like, oh, I don't yeah. know, I don't want to turn somebody off yeah. and then I can't go back to work. Yeah, that's true. I, I got to leave, so leave you with one thing, man. I got to leave yeah. you with one thing because I know you're trying to wrap up. Um, since it's the Iron Mike podcast, we had to talk something gym related, right? Uh-huh. So I've been, I've been working on this. I wrote this down and I, you know, I just wanted to kind of talk about it with you real quick. Mhm. Because uh, I'd like to get your opinion as well. Well, I'll ask you a question first, and I'll go into it to explain. Right? All right, bet, bet. What do you think is the biggest lesson you've
0: learned while being consistent in the gym? Ooh. The biggest lesson I learned, man, rest is rest is the most important day of the week. Rest is my most important day. You know, I love the gym. I love it. When I first started, I was going probably six. Seven days a week, sometimes three or four weeks in a row, months in a row. But once I, once people saw me getting stronger and getting bigger, and you know, progression for real is when I started getting rest, as in sleep. Canada, oh, it's such a yeah, good time. Look, look, luckily, nah, it saved. It saved. Yeah, experiment as long experiment. as it's going okay. to say. But that yeah. question, you go ahead and ask that question again. Uh, what do you think is the biggest lesson you've learned
1: so far about being consistent in the gym?
0: Uh, consistency, man. I'm going to go with rest easily. Rest. When people mm. started, when people see me growing, getting stronger, you know, I was getting my two, day, two days a week or two rest days a week, sometimes three. Like it was a point when I first started going to the gym, you know. This is those newbie gains, you know, full of testosterone, just busting out. I was going seven days a week, you know, feeling great. But once I started getting my numbers up, yeah, like my body was like, yo, you need a chill. (laughs) And then once I, you know, got pretty good at that rest, I started like looking at what I'm eating and stuff like that. And then once I got that, my next step was tracking all my workouts. Like that is important. Getting that track. You should know what you did four weeks ago on a certain lift. You know what I'm saying?
1: Mm, good, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: You should know what you did. It, it might not say you did twenty uh chest press with what you know, on the machine at hundred and seventy pounds. You should know you did that four weeks ago. Yep. And four weeks later you should be like, I should be hitting the one eighty for fifteen or twenty reps, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, so maybe
1: I'll try it, yeah.
0: That's that's what, yeah, man, my, bro, track your workouts.
1: That's good. If you
0: that get you a gym book and track them, bro, like, you're going to be like, yo, like, it's going to take you to another level, seriously. And you're going to know what, and once you track them, you're going to see what your tendencies are. And that's when you go back and make changes, mm. you know. You'll go back and make just small changes in your workouts, you know, maybe doing this before this will get you a better pump or you'll be able to exert more energy in that lift, you know?
1: Absolutely. That's, that's great. So um, I ask you that question because as you know, like I'll mentor people. And mm-hmm. one of the first things that I'll recommend for anyone over a certain age is to get in the gym. Mm-hmm. And the reason I'll tell them that is because it is very important that as a, a young man, but coming into your masculinity and your manhood, that you develop what I call a, a, a reference for hard work because you'll have to work hard as an adult male regardless yeah but having a reference for that hard work is important because you'll start to learn things naturally like you just you just listed a very important lesson not just a gym lesson yeah this is a very important lesson that you learned from the gym so as a man where are you getting your reference of hard work from Mm -hmm. Is it a sport you played? Um, Is it, you know, something, a hobby you enjoy getting better at? Yeah. Or is it, you know, the gym? I think the gym is one of the best ones you can start because it's something that gives you that uh, ideology of hard work, but it also benefits you uh, in a health capacity. So that's why I recommend it to everyone. But the the reason I was saying that is because what you just said translates to anything. Yeah. Because the important part there is once you got to a certain part, you began Mm -hmm. to say, all right, I need to rest a lot now. Mm Mm-hmm. But it wasn't yep. while you had just started that you were like, Oh, I need to rest a ton. Yeah. After you got to a certain level, you said, I need to prioritize rest now. And that's going to apply to whatever whatever aspect of life you try to work hard in. You know, even your mm-hmm. career. Like as you start to become, you know, career focused, you need to work hard. And and you probably don't need to be resting very much the, the earlier yep. you are. There's probably more important things to focus on. Yep. You need to keep track of what you're doing. And things need to be continuously made harder for you to get better. That applies to life. That's not that, a gym thing.
0: It, yeah, but, that's, yes, that's, that's spot why on right I prioritize there.
1: That, yeah, You need to have a, a reference yeah. for hard work, and your reference for hard work is the gym. That, and the more life lessons you learn in the gym, the more of the knowledge you'll have to apply to your life that will make things better for you.
0: I'm telling you, bro, like mentally, you know it, bro. Mentally, is nothing than like putting some heavy shit on your back or on your chest or pulling some heavy shit you know. Mm-hmm. that's going to test you. You know, I understand people go through life stuff, but I feel like if you can, like I say what any day live, bro, if you can pick it up off the ground, it's coming up. Mm-hmm. You know, like, if you can pick it up off the ground, it's coming up. That's how I look at it. So I didn't even think about it as in a life aspect. I didn't even realize you would see, bro, That there you go with that stuff again, <laughs> bringing it, it back to life. But you see, <laughs> I didn't, sure. I didn't even think he was gonna bring it back to that. I had no clue. But now that you did, and that's the, that's the view uh, I'm trying to take with this ACL, man. I'm just trying to. I know I've been picked up heavy stuff, squatted heavy stuff, but I this I know this is about to be my hardest like bounce back. Seriously, like I think about this thing every day, bro. Like. I'm sitting here, like, you're a nurse, bro. Like, I'm sitting here doing research. What can I eat to help it heal faster? Even though I know it's nothing out there to freaking eat to help a ligament heal quicker that they're, that they're about to replace. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm seeing, like, only thing I know is just time and taking my PT serious. But I'm doing small stuff trying to freaking find out. You know, I'm still getting lifts in upper body, but – I do, I am a believer that still training, doing upper body, getting blood flow, that definitely helps heal, like, heal your whole body. You know what I'm saying? Like, because that's, that's going to get my testosterone boosting, and it might sound stupid, but I feel like when you push your testosterone, get it going, that's going to help your body heal faster. So, yeah, man.
1: We don't know everything about science yeah you have a yeah you're gonna work towards it and see how it works out and you know
0: and I that's true call
1: you all for that for that's, true.
0: That's, that's true that's true
1: plus you feel better and it helps you cope so
0: Yup, i agree man like bro that's i like bro you know it's crazy like as much as the stuff i've done i didn't think it would happen on a burpee you know like I... <laughs> yeah that is that I wild. did a burpee and I was just standing there, literally just standing there for like two or three minutes and my knee just buckled. You know how you stand it straight and then somebody like kick you in the back of your knee and you just, it just buckle in and they're like, Hey man, chill out. I don't know if y'all used to do that. Little yeah. I need to talk about. Yeah. <laughs> that's what happened to me though, bro. I'm like, oh, wow. yo, I'm like, what? And then hit you. yeah, the doctor is just like, yeah, man, you probably just had a trick knee moment. I'm like, like, why is this tricky moment a month before I leave for the military? Like, why couldn't yeah. it happen there? Like, yeah. why couldn't it happen there at least? Like, why got to – yeah, bro, but it's all good, though. This um, this that is people... a mental injury. And I feel like it's th- a men... – You're on the other side of it. Oh, yeah, definitely. You'll be, you'll be definitely, better to handle
1: any challenge
0: after this. Yeah. Every, I, I'm it's, an obstacle, for sure. I just believe it. the medicine and the technology is too good for me to not come back from it hard, you know? Absolutely. It, it's, it's all too good. But, yeah, man, I'm about to get up on out of here, man. I really...
1: Be your recovery, brother. I appreciate it. It's an honor to, you know, be on this platform with you. I'm proud of what you're doing and your hard work.
0: Keep it up. No man. problem. No problem. I'm going to give out, you some man. homework
1: before I leave, though. You know I got to give you some homework.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I want you
1: personally, personally. Uh-huh. And you can access other, you know, gym rats, you know, when you have them on.
0: Uh-huh. I want you
1: to think of the 10 most uh, influential things you've learned in the gym that just right. apply to the gym. You know, you don't have to think about it in a you know, broader sense. Just think of the best gym lessons you've learned so far. Get 10 of them down. Mm-hmm. After that, I want you to think about how they apply to the world around you outside of the gym because they all do.
0: All right. That's a bet, man. That's a bet. I appreciate that little task. And I'm going to definitely ask that question to some other gym people that come over here because that was a good question right there. That was a good question. That's a good question. Matter of fact, I'm going to have that, ask them that before they come on so they can, you know, let me know what it is, actually.
1: Okay, solid, yeah.
0: That's a bet, that's a bet. All right, though, my boy. Hey, wishing you the
1: best, brother. We'll talk again soon, You too,
0: man. Have a good day, bro.
1: You too, man. Bye.